Hoopball Podcast listeners. Are you a fantasy expert and want to write or podcast for Hoopball? Do you have aspirations of covering a team? Are you a master of sales and want to earn some cash on the phones? Well, we've got good news. Hoopball's recruiting. If you think you have what it takes, hit us up at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or by emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. Again, that's at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. The following is a Hoopball presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Man, I forgot how exciting the run-up to the NBA season is. And this year is crazier than any other damn year. This is so nuts. Every day, literally every day, there is something big happening related to the NBA. So every day... We get to start the show by saying, well, here we go. Here we go. Today, Yahoo has finally now. It's weird. I can't really say finally because, like, we only found out a week ago that the NBA was going to be starting on December 22nd. But I'm going to say finally because, meh, whatever. Yahoo has now opened their fantasy basketball leagues. You can create a new league. You can renew your old leagues. You can join a random leagues. I don't believe they've opened up their mock uh, engine yet, but that will be, I presume, any hour now. This is huge because I believe that the majority, and, you know, I okay, so maybe it's not over 50%, so majority is probably not the right word, but among the fantasy basketball user base, it would be a plurality. I believe a plurality of fantasy users are on Yahoo. And I know what a lot of you are thinking. I'm not on Yahoo. Yeah, but you're uh, you're not the plurality. That's just the thing. There are going to be people on other sites. There are people that use ESPN, people that use Fantrax, people that use CBS Sports. Most, the largest number, largest percentage, I think, of folks that are playing fantasy basketball are on Yahoo. And for all of their limitations, their user engine is the best. Sorry. It's just the case. Fantrax has way more things you can do as a commissioner, but Yahoo's UI is better. ESPN has fancier-looking website. Yahoo's UI is better. CBS is just crazy, man. Their website is out of left field. That one's not even in the discussion. Honestly, I think at this point, Yahoo and Fantrax are probably butting heads as the most uh, user-friendly of the the websites, but no one's catching Yahoo anytime soon. So uh, that's that's the big one. They've fired. They've now opened up their fantasy NBA user uh, set. You don't get the fantasy basketball is closed dialogue when you try to log in. So you can start now doing what we talked about three days ago. This is why I said it. We didn't know what day they were going to open it. We got lucky that it was late Thursday night this week with minimal fanfare. By the way. Uh, shout out to, uh, Andy Bell for hitting me up, sliding into my Twitter DMs to say, Hey man, yeah, it's open now. Yesterday. I know I wouldn't have seen it. I think he sent it to me at like, uh, eight Eastern last night, five Pacific. Sure enough. I checked and there it was wide open. 
So uh, let's go, people. Let's get this thing going. Spend some time this weekend now. If you've taken a few uh, minutes this week, as suggested, to reach out to your league mates, you guys can get things set up now. And if you, like me, are the commissioner in most of your leagues, this really is a big help. You can start to pick your draft times. You can get some things locked in. You can work on various rosters. If you're in Dynasty, your keeper stuff, make sure everything is all set up right. Uh, this is this is a big moment. Yahoo opening up their fantasy is a big moment. This is sort of like the... That's the, the moment where we can officially say fantasy, fantasy basketball season is here. It's here, guys. It's here. So that is uh, extraordinarily exciting. I will be spending some time in there likely over the weekend. Things are a little hectic here, but you know what? You got to make time. Got to make time for yourself. And when I say myself, I mean, of course, getting my fantasy league set up because this is uh, it's a nice little source of side income. Got to play in these leagues, man. This this is fun for me. I miss out on that just to work more. Feh, fie on that idea. This is Fantasy NBA Today, everybody, the podcast. That's the name. I am Dan Vespers. For those that are here for the first time, welcome to the show. I know this is the kind of year or the time of year, well, you know, not normally. Normally, we'd be three weeks into an NBA season by now. But uh, this go-round, we are about 40 days out from the NBA season. I think it's 39 now as of Friday. And this is this is the time when folks start to kind of tune back in a little bit. I, I was going through some of the old, the archives, the podcast, annals of podcast history, but exclusively this show, just to kind of see when do people really start kind of bugging, bugging out about NBA. And it was hard to know an exact moment, but it was, I think it was in, like there were some early September shows last year where it was like, oh yeah, I guess people are are starting to pay attention now a little bit. Um, and and it, it's, and it kind of ramped up from there. But this year's so different because remember, in early September last year, the uh, the draft had already happened, free agency had already happened. We were doing mock draft analysis on, uh, sheesh, what was that? August twenty third last year. We did our first mock analysis on August twenty third. That's a full two months before the NBA season started. So, you know, it's all kinds of crazy. Uh, last year was is extraordinarily odd, too. We looked at ESPN rankings in mid-July. So it's all over the board. I, I honestly don't have any idea what's happening this year in terms of ramp-up. But I can tell you right now that as of November the 13th this year, interest in NBA is lower than even in August of last year, just from looking at various metrics, how things happen, Twitter activity, stuff like that. So it hasn't, and maybe fan, maybe Yahoo opening their leagues, maybe that'll be the thing. It hasn't hit that cresting point. There's something coming. I don't know what it's going to be. It might be Yahoo opening. It might be the draft. It might be free agency, which is a week from today, a week and a couple of hours from right now. Is that the thing that wakes everybody up? I don't know, but something's going to come along.
and uh, we'll be ready for it. So for now, hello, welcome to the Friday and slash weekend show of Fantasy NBA Today. You can follow me on Twitter, by the way, at Dan Bespris, D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. That is obviously for those of you that are coming in here and listening for one of the first few times. And I'm excited to dive back into today what we started to talk about on yesterday's show because we ended up spending too much time talking about the uh, Victor Oladipo and Russell Westbrook if you want to call them trade demands or whatever they are at this point, and that cut into potential uh, ADP analysis. But that's where we're headed from right now. I, I want to try to get into that as soon as possible. Now, it's hard to do ADP analysis before <laughs> uh, before there's free agency because guys are going to bounce around uh, a lot and Yahoo doesn't have their ADPs listed yet, you know, so there's there's literally nothing for us to go off of other than our buddy Hidden Upside giving us ADPs of self-run leagues, tracking the results of leagues that are outside of the main hubs right now. And so that's what we started to look at yesterday. We zipped through the top 100 picks, and I want to spend some time on today's weekend edition, uh, pouring through these at, at a slightly lower clip, and picking things apart, and maybe also uh, making sure that we're aware of things that are are likely going to move. Because there, you know, this is a small sample size. We're talking about basically ten drafts. It's eight and nine cat combined, which is the way that Yahoo lists theirs once they get their numbers out. Which, by the way, that'll probably be after the draft, if I had to guess. I don't, I don't know that they're gonna do mocks over the next couple of days i think they've just opened things up so people can kind of get their leagues situated start picking days and times and things like that and and filling out leagues uh and so at that point we'll obviously go in face first but we just there isn't that much time this year so we got to pick apart whatever we can get our hands on and for right now this is our best opportunity i will say by the way uh, as we get things started today, big thank you once again to everybody who has been looking and, and uh, digging into our various promos on the show. We spent a lot of time this week talking about Hoopball's uh, product launch week. We're going to talk about that on today's show as well. Our buddies over at mybookie.ag, where they continue to have these free blackjack tournaments that are so much fun. Don't even need to make a deposit to play in those. They've got another one going today. And you've got great odds on everything else. Uh, NFL odds for the weekend, they're all up. We've got college football plays. There's a game Florida Atlantic and Florida International are playing tonight. That's a 4 o'clock Pacific time start. We, by the way, will have a premium play on that from our buddy Devin Ellington over on the Hoopball Gaming side. He's 3-1 and one on his college football paid plays since launching Wager Pass earlier this week. So definitely go check that out. All of that stuff, Wager Pass, the Hoopball 360, the Fantasy Pass, the Brewski 150, the Draft Guide, all of those amazing things are available over at hoop-ball.com. Get them now uh, or get on our email list because we're sending out stuff about those and, and you know that outlines things just a little bit better as well. By the way, again, uh, Wager Pass, so good. Fantasy Pass, so good. Fantasy Pass is $4.99 a month. You can get all that stuff co- together in the Hoopball 360 for $12.99 a month. Then you can get the bets and all the fantasy stuff. That's how you That's how you really crush it. The Hoopball 360, that's the good one. Woof, got to get my hands on one of those bad boys. 
hoop-ball.com. Over at MyBookie, if you're going to sign up, make sure to use promo code HOOPBALL. Do it right now. Again, don't even make a deposit right when you first open up. I mean, you do if you want to, but you can play in these free blackjack tournaments every day without making one. Play in that thing. Maybe you win. Maybe you lose. Doesn't matter. Doesn't cost you anything. And then uh, throw a few bucks in. I am learning about Bitcoin because it's apparently even easier to pay in or cash out if you use crypto. Uh, cashing out by e-check is very easy. It just takes a few days. There's a $50 minimum. With Bitcoin, I think you can work on even smaller minimums and the transactions are instantaneous. So I'm going to figure that out. That's my new my task. Thank you, by the way, to everybody on Twitter that's been giving me some sites to look at and information on that as well. So that's been, uh, that's been very helpful. Um, yesterday, we, we rattled off the top 100 of our... Uh, this is not results, by the way. These are ADPs now. So it's combinations of results. It's not one... Uh, one draft alone. This is 10 head-to-head leagues, a combination of eight and nine category leagues, and this is where guys ended up with their ADPs listed. So let's go back through that now, the way we started to yesterday, and uh, and see if we can't find anything that jumps out us. At, at, and we will. I, you know, I can guarantee we will find things that jump out as interesting. At the front end, James Harden, number one, no surprise there, especially with all the trade rumors now swirling around Russell Westbrook. He just becomes even more solidified in eight or nine cat, I believe. I think you take him over. Uh, Anthony Davis is number two, which, by the way, this is, and I didn't plan on stopping our discussion this quickly, but we've we've touched upon this before, 72-game season upcoming, and the, the Lakers will have about two months since the bubble ended, plus a week or two, I think, in there. So, uh, minimal time. Rockets were eliminated two rounds earlier, which was about a month sooner. I am not concerned about Houston and rest days. James Harden just doesn't take them. They'll, they'll force him. They'll do their best to force him to take rest days, but he just doesn't really do it. Whereas with AD, you know, you look at the, 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 the data, the story leading up to this coming season. It's very different than what I talked about last year. Last year, I, I I was trying to tap down the this the inclination for people to write off AD as injury prone because in actuality, anytime his teams needed him to be on the floor, he did his best to do so. Now it, you know he fell, he hurt his tailbone, he missed a couple of games last year. It wasn't overwhelming. I think he ended up missing what, like a total of, of nine or ten games, including, I believe there was one one or two rest games in the bubble. So it, it was some, but it wasn't overwhelming. It wasn't like he was just taking half the season off. He has a bad rap, and admittedly, he does go to the locker room frequently. We've joked on this podcast that I, I say it's IBS. He has to stop to poo in the middle of a ball game. But if you look at the seasons where the Pelicans were competitive... He played 75 games in each of them, 2016-17 and 2017-18. He played 75 games in each of those two seasons, averaged colossal numbers, as we've talked about before, you know, top top two fantasy type of stuff every year for this guy. Uh, then he only played in 56 games the year he demanded a trade because at that point, Pelicans needed to put him back in bubble wrap, and if he got hurt, he would lose his trade value. And then this most recent season, he played any time he could. Coming up, however, this coming year, Lakers now have won the title. They have their chemistry. The argument for LeBron skipping games is easy. He's an old goat. 
The argument for AD skipping games is they don't need it. Lakers are going to get into the playoffs. They'll do whatever they need to do at that point. I am genuinely concerned that Anthony Davis has at, at least five or six scheduled rest games and then probably more than that on top of it. So the question then, unfortunately, is, because I do a lot of nine-cat, is there anyone in a nine-category league that can even come close to AD where, you know, if they play five or six additional games, do they pass him? And the answer is basically no. There really isn't anyone in nine-category that can pass AD who has a direct line to playing five or six more games than he does. The only player, I think, in the entire NBA, besides James Harden, where you could argue, hey, this is a guy that not only could be very close to AD in per-game numbers, but maybe gets super lucky and actually plays a few more games than AD, is actually Steph Curry this coming year. Because he's going to have a, a colossal season. The question is, you know, how much care does Golden State take with Steph? He hasn't played much. He's played like five games in the last year, almost two years now. So I would say they're, they're probably going to be inclined to, to more or less turn him loose. And then honorable mention there would be Carl Anthony Towns, who has a great fantasy stat set and has throughout most of his career been pretty damn durable. So, you know, does he get back to playing 70, 71, 72 games this year? Because if so, I mean, if he's playing 10 more games than Anthony Davis, if someone's going to play 10 more games, then they do have a shot. But they have to be pretty close to him on a per-game rank because AD and James Harden were so far out in front of everyone on a per-game slate this last year that no one else was catching them even if they were way more durable. For instance, uh, Damian Lillard was number three in nine category leagues this last season if you include the bubble games because he was... I mean, he was, I think, I think he was number four, even without the bubble. Uh, he played in five more games than Anthony Davis, but it wasn't enough to pass him. In fact, AD still had a pretty decent per value, like a, a value lead on Dame, even with five fewer games in the bucket. So that's how, that's how extraordinary it has to be. And the gap between those two guys was bigger before Dame went nutso in the bubble. We can pull up that number two just for for completion's sake on this one. If you eliminate the bubble games, uh, Dame was number six. Kawhi and Cat were in front of him, so remember he went he went bananas in the bubble stretch. Uh, AD was actually ahead of Harden on a per game basis this year. Uh, James beat him by totals because they were actually pretty close on a per game basis, and then Harden played six more games than AD. Uh, number three, remember, before the bubble was actually tied between Jokic and Lillard, and neither one of them was anywhere near Anthony Davis, despite the fact that Jokic played 10 more games than AD, and Dame played three more games than AD during the regular season. So as much as I'd like to tell you guys, Anthony Davis is going to miss 10 games this year, you can't draft him second, the argument probably still tilts in his favor. Over Cat, over Steph. To me, Steph would be the closest thing you get to considering taking someone over Anthony Davis at number two. But I don't think you do. I think you still have to take him even though you know he's going to sit out a bunch of games.
That's how good he is. But if you're petrified of that and you're just like, look, I need, you know, it's my head-to-head league. I need to make sure my guy is playing all of his games in playoff time. Uh, yeah, you probably lean Cat or Steph in that spot. But boy, I don't know. You're you're leaving someone who could be the number one guy on the table there. Uh, Luca was number three in this league. That's a number that is obviously heavily weighted by the eight category designation because Doncic was number twenty-seven. In nine category leagues on a per-game basis this last year, obviously, is 4.2 turnovers per game were a pretty big reason why. He was number 12 in eight category leagues uh, this last season. Still, going at three is, uh, that's, a, that's a leap of faith, man. Um, you know, I, I know for a long stretch early in the year, Doncic was inside the top five. So, like, right now I'm looking at the games that, stretch until the conclusion of the pre-bubble regular season but if you shave off the last two months and basically go October November December Luca was number four on a per game basis in eight category leagues worth noting however the guys he was behind Harden Davis Towns what was Luca during doing during those 30 some odd games 30 10 and 9 and he still was behind Cat. It's hard to believe, right? Cat was a maniac early this year. It was Harden, a big drop off or a medium drop off to Anthony Davis, a, another pretty good sized drop off to Cat. Uh and and Kawhi, excuse me, were both in there. And uh yeah, so, I mean, kudos to Carl Anthony Towns for quietly having a, a robust per-game number again this year. Um, and then just, you know, not staying healthy. But the point of all this, the point we're making here is that, uh, you know, you may love Luka, but three is still pretty damn high. Like, I don't see a universe where he could possibly be higher than three. You've chewed up his value at that point. There, to me, there are still a couple guys on the board that could actually, you could draft at three who could actually be above that mark. Plus, Luca, he's going to get dinged up. It just, there's, it's, it's inevitable. With as hard as he plays and as how, how often as he's involved in the contact in the play that's happening, he's going to get hurt. Cat uh, went at four in this league. I have no problem at all with Cat going at four. In fact, that's probably where he ends up going in a lot of leagues. Giannis at five. Um, no thanks. Whatever, you guys all know that the, the Dan Vespers hates Giannis stories have taken their own life. Giannis was number 14 in eight category leagues this year, and obviously he could leap up the board if his free throw shooting comes back, but are you willing to take that risk? Are you willing to take a guy at five who, even in an eight-cat format, like the bottom, that's rough. If you take a guy at five who ends up in the middle of the second round, that's already a big knock, and if you take a guy at five who in nine category leagues was another round and a half deeper uh, or a round deeper, excuse me, end of the second round, uh, you're in real trouble. You need your guy you're taking in the first round to be a first round guy. That to me is just like, that's fantasy 101. And then in a shortened season, it's an even bigger deal. And at five, you have, you have effectively, you have guaranteed first rounders still on the board for you. If you want to go that way. Jokic going at six in this draft, he's basically a guaranteed first-rounder, even even if they give him some rest days. Dame going at seven. By the way, I would go Dame in front of Jokic. Dame is basically a guaranteed first-rounder. 
Those guys are those guys are extremely safe. Dame more so, I think, than Jokic, because we just don't really know what kind of bounce back Denver's going to have after the long bubble run. Uh, Dame was knocked out early. He went home before that series ended. Remember, he got hurt. Trey Young went at eight in this draft, which, again, that's going to be weighted a bit by eight category stuff, but he was still number 18 in nine cat and uh, 4.8 turnovers per game. Obviously, his value... Uh, leaps in eight category formats he was number 10 by the way uh by totals in nine cat because he was and continues to be uh pretty durable so far um you know he gets knocked around he's always fighting something but he tends to play through it he was number seven on a per game basis in eight category leagues this year again uh by totals he actually moves higher he's number five in that spot him going around here in eight category leagues makes a ton of sense to me and my hope is that you know Yahoo combining their numbers, which is what we will be looking at here soon, that's going to allow us to let someone else make that plunge, and uh, and we'll just go another way. Jason Tatum uh, went at number nine in this league, and and that seems pretty reasonable. Uh, he was number twelve in nine category leagues last year. Uh, guys in front of him that will likely fall down are John Collins, Hassan Whiteside. LeBron James, Bradley Beal. So just remove those guys from the equation, and Tatum goes from 12 to 8. There's a very real chance that he's number 8 on a per-game basis in nine category leagues this year, although someone behind him will probably slot in in front and it'll move back. So Tatum at 9, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm good with that. Kawhi at 10, uh, you know, obviously this is going to make you nervous a little bit, but Kawhi was number 3 on a per-game basis, so even with him missing a bunch of games, he was number 6 by totals this last year, and he'll probably take a little hit with a healthy Paul George, uh, and with Kawhi clearly running out of gas at the end of the bubble, you could see the injury was starting to be a thing. Um, you know, slight step back for him this season, but getting him towards the end of the first round is generally fine, and at this point, eight or nine, Cat, the other guys left that you are debating against are, I would think, uh, Steph Curry, who probably should have been off the board already. He would be one that, I, that I'm that i taking in front of Kawhi this coming year. Um, Kevin Durant is probably someone you're debating in your head, maybe taking a plunge at this juncture. And that's pretty much it in a nine-category league. An eight-cat, I guess you could make an argument for, you know, like a, a Devin Booker or a Ben Simmons. You could say, ah, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe we throw him into that mix, you know, Booker was 17 and 8 cat last year. Um, Simmons was 19. Westbrook was actually, believe it or not, he was actually 15 and 8 cat this last season. So that, you know, there's a couple of guys there where you're like, well, maybe. Um, but, you know, again, we're, we're looking at Kawhi at this point. I, I think, you know, that's a, that's a pretty safe play there even with the missed games. LeBron went at 11, and that's not a direction I'm going this coming year. There's To me, there's a ton of risk around him. He's not going to play as many games as he did this last season. He's probably not going to be as locked in as he was this last season. So uh, LeBron, for me, is a guy that I'm, I'm moving down my board a little bit. His relatively poor bubble performance knocked him down a little. He was number 10 in nine category leagues on a per-game basis. That's that's basically not happening this coming year. I, you know, I, the, the free throws don't appear to be coming back. He's still going to be very good. Don't get me wrong. Um, 
but you will see, I think, a slight step backwards. And, you know, I will say, you know, nine-category format, getting LeBron basically at the end of the first round, getting on the turn, there aren't that many great options left at this point. You know, last year, someone like a Jimmy Butler, you could argue, in this area, Joel Embiid, Andre Drummond, you know, Beal is, uh, he's taking a hit. Butler's going to miss a ton of games. A lot of the guys that you were debating against are in a real bad spot. And for LeBron, I think it's just sort of a, a semi-bad spot. So I'm not going to kill you if you take him here on the turn. Just know that you're you're risking a lot. At this point, I think I'd rather have a guy who's just a little bit less extraordinary on a night-to-night basis and is is likely to play in close to the 72 games that are happening this year. Uh, and number 12 in this draft, or, or not in this draft, excuse me, this is this is an ADP of 10 drafts, is Steph Curry. And I, I think a lot of that has to do with, with fear, perhaps, that he's going to sit out come head-to-head playoff time. But that's not a fear I share. Uh, Steph, I think, by the way, he played in five games this year. He was number 32 in those five games, but clearly wasn't warmed up yet. He was averaging 21 points on 40% shooting, made all of his free throws, by the way. What do you do? He's like 30 for... 26 for 26 or something like that. Um, I mean, this is a dude who, honestly, I'm a little bit surprised. I think his his ADP when we get into the the you know thousands of Yahoo drafts that all start to compile together will be higher. I think he's going inside the top six if I had to guess. Uh, but if I can get him towards the back end of that grouping, I will be thrilled. Clay's going to be working his way back into shape. Steph's going to be working way back into shape. Dre's going to be a little bit more locked in this year. I mean, this is... They're, they're basically the Warriors pre-Kevin Durant. But older, obviously. Older. You know, Steph has... Steph could be the number one fantasy player this year. And to me, you know, top two, James Harden and Anthony Davis, those are two guys who are like, okay, this guy could... And I'm talking about on a per-game basis... There are four players in the NBA that I believe could be the number one per-game guy at the end of this year. I think there's only four. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying anything that you guys wouldn't have already figured out on your own. Um, James Harden, Anthony Davis are the very obvious ones. Steph, who we just talked about, as to me is is another possibility because he's done it before. Kevin Durant is another one who could be it because he's done it before. And that's it. And we're talking about nine category right now. I don't think there's anyone else in the NBA who has a legitimate claim to being the number one player in a nine category league. So Obviously, with Kevin Durant, there's a massive fear of rest days. He's also coming off a torn Achilles, which, you know, spoiler alert, that can be a little bit of a debilitating injury. Uh, by the way, if, you, if you're wondering, it was Harden Davis this year um, in the in nine category. Uh, sorry, that's with the bubble. Let's get rid of the bubble. The bubble's been... The bubble's been confusing. I think AD may have passed Harden if you uh, if you eliminate the bubble. Am I getting that right? Yeah, he just he jumped past him ever so slightly because James was out of whack come bubble time. So it was AD above Harden this year. Last year was Harden above AD. Uh, the previous year, it was AD and then Steph and then KD and then Harden. 
That's 17-18. 16-17 was Kevin Durant, AD, Steph, Kawhi. Harden was number seven at that point. He averaged almost six turnovers a game, and that's your answer why. Uh, Giannis was number five that year because he shot 77% at the free throw line. That was um, back before that was a thing. And if you go all the way back to the 15-16 season, that was Steph at number one, and he was so far out in front of everybody, it just wasn't even... That was a boat race for number one. KD was number two that year, by the way, in Oklahoma City. Kawhi was number three. Harden was number four. Anthony Davis was number five. So, you know, we can go back a long, long way. Anthony Davis was the number one guy, 2014-15. Uh, 13-14, it was Kevin Durant ahead of Anthony Davis. Kevin Durant the year before that. We've now gone back a decade to find the last time someone else was number one, and it was LeBron James in 2011-2012. Okay? We're now nine years in the past, the last time it was not one of the four guys I just mentioned. KD, AD, Steph, Harden. Those are your four guys that have a legitimate shot to be number one on a per-game basis in any fantasy season. I think we wiped Kevin Durant off the board there because uh, he's coming back from a giant injury. So, you know, as great as he's going to be, I would think he's still going to be very good this year. It's going to take him some time to get going. Or I should be more accurate. He's probably going to come out with a, a flurry of adrenaline, and then there's going to be this big dip, and then he's going to get very good again. And, you know, Kyrie Irving gets hurt, so there will be plenty of games where KD is is shouldering a bigger offensive load. He's going to have a shot at it. But he's going to sit at least 10 games this year, at least. And they might not all be scheduled rest. I'm just, you know, you, you have to grade this stuff out. Steph doesn't have that same burden hanging over him, where he also is going to be stepping into a larger offensive role this season with a Warriors team that doesn't have Kevin Durant anymore. Uh, but I don't know that they have to rest him for 10 games. He's going to want to be out there. So, and I've done this before, I'll do it again. Maybe it's to my detriment. Uh, Steph is probably going to be one of my favorite grabs. The fact that he went at, he's going at 12 in these drafts is uh, is mind-bending. I don't, I don't think that that sticks. Let's go a little bit deeper here because um, this is a fun weekend show. I, really, I want you guys to, to really enjoy this one. Uh, Devin Booker has an ADP of 13.7, which makes him the number 13 guy off the board. That's the first pick of the second hypothetical round here. Uh, again, heavily impacted by eight category marks. Booker had a huge bubble. And in nine category, he still was only number 29. It's going to be a big gap on this one. You know, Booker, like Luka, like Trey, giant turnover guys that uh, need that, that eight versus nine category split. So he's going to be a guy that's going to be drafted too high in every nine category draft you are in. It's unquestioned because his ADP is going to be yanked towards the front by a far better eight-category mark. And his ADP in eight-category leagues is probably not that insane. Like, you know, if you look at this most recent season, uh, and and we'll leave the bubble games in to make his numbers better, he was number 15 on a per-game basis in eight-category leagues, and better than that by totals because he played in 70 games altogether. So not that crazy, by the way, to take him near 13 in eight-category leagues, but the fact that he's going there and these numbers are going to be blended... You guys ever see that movie? Silly-ass movie. Uh, it's going to create an artificial uh, early ADP for Booker 
even if he, he you know, he, he's not going to go, I don't think, quite that early in nine category drafts, but you guys know how these draft boards impact people's psyche when they're drafting. It's going to pull him forward. Bam Adebayo, number 14. Um, this one is, is weighted by totals quite a bit, actually, because Adebayo was number 36 by averages this last year uh, in eight category leagues, and he was actually... Um, Right around that same mark in nine cat. Well, let's flip the numbers on and off. Uh, 44 in nine category leagues. And he played in a crap ton of games, so that actually made a huge difference. You know, I, I look at Bam a- averaging 16, 10, and 5 with over a steal, almost a block and a half, 56 shooting, 69 free throw. The one that you're looking for with him is, you know, can the free throw number get better? Because I don't know that the other stuff is going to change that much. This is a little too early for me on Bam. Uh, you know, you're banking on him staying healthy and playing all 72 games, but this dude got hurt in the finals and was playing giant minutes also. Like, th- there's... The Heat are going to have to fight a little bit this coming year, which does make that case tougher. Like, they're going to need him in often. But luckily, the the East is so bad that they can give him some days off. So I, I don't know. I This is too early for Bam, especially going in front of Kevin Durant, who, you know, with Bam, you're like, look, this the durability here... He, he never misses a game. He's, he's crazy. He's a freak. Yeah, but even in a best-case scenario, his per-game ranking, best case in 9-cat, is probably 25. Best case. Kevin Durant, best case per-game rank, 1. Probably not going to happen for either of those guys. But, you know, KD, top 10 per game, I think he gets there with his eyes closed this year. So the question then is, is he, you know, number 6, where if he misses 10, 12 games... He's still a first-rounder by totals, or is he number 10, and he misses 10, 12 games, and he moves into the second round? I'll tell you, if he's getting drafted in the second round, you take him immediately. If he is on the board at 13, you take him, and any pick thereafter. As much as I am petrified of rest days, uh, this is still Kevin Durant we're talking about. This is a guy who was a multi-year number one player in fantasy sports. He has done it before. He's probably not going to do it again. Maybe ever. But, I mean, fantasy stat set-wise, there are, again, less than a handful of players who even come close to what he can do. Ben Simmons, number 16. Uh, again, this one's another one that's yanked forward by 8-cat. I don't mind him going here in 8-category leagues. I do desperately mind him going here in 9-category leagues. He was number 36 on a per-game basis in 9-cat last year. I don't care how durable you generally are. You don't take someone at 16 who you expect to have a per-game rank of 36. You just don't. At that point, you're banking on a guy playing 100% of games to uh, to catch his ADP. It's not happening. Bradley Beal at 17. This is probably fine. Um, you know, Beal was 11 without John Wall. He's going to take a round hit. And he's been durable lately. So uh, mid-second rounder, I'm good with. I'm good with that. Joel Embiid at 18, uh, he just moves down the board a tiny bit every year. He's number 23 on a per-game basis. He doesn't stay healthy. I can make a lot of arguments for taking him here, um, largely because the other guys on the board, eight or nine category leagues, don't have the kind of upside he does. Uh, new situation for him in Philadelphia, similar players around him. Uh, but very few guys that have the upside he does at pick number 18. So I, I don't hate it. Um, you know, it depends a little bit on what you're working with from the from the first round. 
but you, you've got to believe he's not playing in all 72 games. So that's now hanging over you. And the question becomes, once again, is he a top 10 guy who misses a bunch of games, or is he a top 20 guy who misses a bunch of games? That's a big difference. John Collins at 19, I'm good with that. Uh, he's not going to be a first-rounder like he was this year, not with Clint Capella around and just not over an entire season, but he'll be a second-rounder, I would imagine. Paul George at pick 20, I love this one. Uh, ADP actually listed at 22, but that just happens to be the 20th highest or earliest rank. Uh, Paul George was number 20 over the entire season. That's including the bubble games this year. Uh, and to me, this is as bad as it could have gone. Literally, it couldn't get any worse, and he was number 20 on a per-game basis. Love Paul George in this area. Uh, if I have picked, like, four or five, and I have an opportunity to get a combo of, like, Steph and PG or Cat and PG, good Lord, look out. Dan's team's coming. Someone's going to probably scoop him up. I think he moves a little bit earlier over the course of draft season, but we'll see. Kristaps Porzingis won at 21, and I get it. Uh, a lot of risk there, but uh, a guy that could. At this point now, you're looking at late second rounders, so you're thinking, who's left on the board who could actually put up first round per game numbers? And Kristaps and is one of those guys. He could be. He's probably one of maybe three dudes at this point where you're like, yeah, legit chance to be a first rounder per game. Big injury risk. But if he's going, you know, top 10 per game and misses 10 games, he hits his mark. Westbrook at 22. This is going to be a big eight or nine category split, so let's not dive too deep into that one. Jimmy Butler at 23. He's a guy I'm avoiding this year. I don't have any idea how many games he's going to play. It could be 40, and it could be 62. Donovan Mitchell at 24. Uh... I like Donovan Mitchell as a ball player, but he was 54 in nine category leagues this year and only a little bit higher than that in eight. Averaging 24, four and four. Uh, he doesn't have anywhere left to go. He's DeMar DeRozan with three pointers, but not as good at the free throw. Oh, no, that's not right. Excuse me, but uh, not as good at the field goal. Field goal percent, not free throw percent. They're both good at the at the foul line. Um. Yeah, I mean, you know, Donovan Mitchell, new DeMar DeRozan, if you want to call him that. He's got range, misses more shots. Neither one of those guys is about to bust inside the top 25 on a per-game basis. Sorry. And that, I think, is actually where we'll pause. Uh, that's the end of the second round of these ADP numbers. We'll likely continue with this on Monday's show, depending on what NBA news breaks over the weekend. I hope that was enjoyable for you guys. It's really fun for me to finally dive into some legitimate ADP numbers. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> we go from here. The The ramp up is on guys. I, I got little else to add. Go get some at manscaped.com with promo code hoopball20. Uh, but again, this week is all about getting into our products. Please, please, please check out the Fantasy Pass for $4.99 a month. It's got the Brewski 150 in it. That by itself should be enough. It's also got the giant, giant draft guide and all of our in-season stuff all season long. That's for $4.99 a month. Um, also available, again, mentioned it earlier, the Wager Pass and the Hoopball 360. Hoopball 360 is Fantasy Pass plus Wager Pass together and an even earlier Brewski 150. Uh... Devin is just is just clobbering. He's clobbering college football like no one you can imagine. He's top ten on Tally's side. He's just he's cruising, man. 
So uh, get involved. The Wager Pass is the kind of thing that you can enjoy all year round. We can do all the top plays, uh, college football, NFL, uh, NBA, college basketball, baseball, soccer, you name it. We're going to have plays on it. So that's the gift that keeps on giving. And $9.99 a month on Wager Pass or $12.99 a month on Hoopball 360. Those are the lowest prices those will ever be at. Those are only going up. So if you're thinking about it, lock in that that rate now before later you're like, ah, damn, I really should have gotten involved in that. And it's more. Simple as that. Hoop-ball.com is the website. I am at Dan Vespers. Folks, if you're, if, again, if you're, if you're joining us for a first couple of episodes, please take a moment to drop a five-star review on the show over at iTunes or the podcast app on your Apple-branded mobile device. That goes a long way for us, especially here as folks begin, once again, looking for their fantasy fix. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. What insane joys await us on the NBA front between today and Monday. Only way to find out, sit back, Watch the Twitter. We'll talk to you in a couple of days. So long, everybody. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.